Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Leftovers Podcast with Derek Kramer. I'm going to say a stupid thing right now. Pudding. Where's my money? Frank R. Curry. I didn't say run through a wall. Do it again? Okay. And Kyle Powell. The Sabres were actually a playoff spot for the entire year. On WGR550.com. Yeah, that's right. Kyle never heard the new open yet. He hasn't. So there it is. He's just shaking his head like, this This is really what we do. This is our brand. I'm part of this now. Well, we're on it. Yep. You're on it. And you're on it as well because you're listening to the Leftovers Podcast here on WGR550.com. Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. And Kyle Powell. The, the band is back together again after Kyle was, we'll call it on assignment for Bison's game day. I don't think there's any better way to put it. There's, no. worse way, there's worse ways to put it, but this sounds more dignified. Well, that's saying that the Bison's games are not a good, not like a treasure to work, because Pat's awesome. It's more professional, but then it sounds like it's unprofessional. What am I doing here? Am I, like, spinning the tire in mud, so to say, to start the show? No, I think you're just a little confused. Yes, I am. That's okay. I'm always confused. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure the weekend came and went, and you were a little perplexed as to the uh, where we stand with Jeff Skinner, I assume. A little bit. And I guess that's where we'll roll, is right there. The weekend comes and goes, and Jeff Skinner remains unsigned. I'm still not in any sort of panic. I'm kind of that person that still truly believes that Skinner's going to get done, like, June 28th, and everyone's going to have a freaking heart attack. Yeah. I stand by that <laughs> statement. It's going to take a long time, longer than it should, for something that has seemingly gone so swimmingly with contract talks. Because all the reports you keep hearing are that, you know, the two sides are doing pretty well here, everything, blah, blah, blah. Positive talks, working towards a deal. Impressed that they've managed to keep everything amicable during a coaching search. Yeah. Ralph Kruger's coming to talk to him, like, I don't see this ending badly. I say, I, from what I've seen throughout this entire process, he will get signed. Everyone's going to be unhappy until he does. But that does not mean that we have a problem here. That's my take on it. I think that everything's fine. Everything's going to be normal. And I can suspect that a deal will get done in the coming weeks. I don't have any sources on this. I just have my perception based on what I've been seeing through reports. It's not a matter of if it's going to get done. It's a matter of when. Yeah, exactly. This is one of those things where I'm not worried about this. Contract details, we can worry about that. But him getting signed, i like very confident it'll happen. It's... I'm not Jason Botchel standing on the cor- standing on the uh, street with a car passing by, going, "Hey, we getting Skinner signed? Yeah, we'll get it done." I'm I'm not that confident, but I'm confident. Hey, I mean, if your GM's that confident in it, then you should feel good. I mean, he's not going to say no. We're not going to get done to a fan because. Oh no, of course not. Good but- lord, that video would have become an internet sensation. But to say it with that much confidence, yeah, he's though. just like, "Yeah, we're good, man. We're good." And he's been saying like that. he could have been like he could have he like he could have easily just been like it's looking good or just or, something like that. Or we'll but see he's what like, happens. Oh, we're good. But or, the way he says it, or we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's like the way he says it. Yeah, he's got all this confidence, and that gives me confidence. And if it doesn't work, well, we can worry about that when that bridge comes to pass. Or. We can be idiots 
and complain about the price tag for a consistent 30-goal scorer that hit 40 goals last year. I got it. Let's be idiots. No. I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. No. It was a joke. Because I think everyone knows where I'm about to go with this. I don't know if I know. Oh, I know. I'm in the loop. Don't worry. Jerry. I swear to God. I haven't noticed this for all this time, but we have a modern day skip. We have a modern day. We have a minor league skip Bayless on our hands in Buffalo. We always have. And maybe it's because I don't read the Buffalo news that I haven't really come to really care about that with Jerry Sullivan. Now that he just does everything on Twitter. Holy crap, why do people still even follow him? Anytime I see something of his get retweeted and it comes on my feed, it upsets me. Jerry Sullivan in his latest piece says something along the terms of, I would rather respect the Sabres for not signing Skinner at $9 million per season. I would respect them more for not signing him than actually giving him that price tag. And to that, I've got to say, are you stupid? Don't answer that because I already know. This is a complete joke. It's in the Niagara Gazette. And it's a big joke. Like I've said before, I'll use the Niagara Gazette to rip out his column and wipe up when I'm done rather than actually read it for the content that he's actually putting out. I just hate that this dude gets a platform while I'm sitting here on Baltic with crack waiting for an opportunity. That's me being jealous, me being salty. You better damn well admit, I'm going to be admitting that. You're right. But I'd rather have my dignity than just be able to go ahead and just throw out something stupid just to get people riled up every day or to be overtly negative just to be negative. Just to make everyone miserable. Just because you seem to be miserable with covering these teams. Go ride a bike or something. Christ, man. I'm sick of seeing this inane garbage. And I know he's never going to hear this because he didn't even interact with anyone on Twitter. So there's no point. This is just therapeutic for me to get off my freaking chest. And, And the worst part is, at the end of the day, that means it worked for him. That means it works for people like Skip Bayless. It means it works for people like Colin Coward. And it's bullshit. But I'm okay with keeping my dignity and having a podcast over whatever the hell it is that you have to sell your soul to be someone like Skip Bayless when you're talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres. I'd have more respect for the Sabres signing a consistent 30 goal scorer than I would for him walking away for nothing. Because at the end of the day, if it's the latter, you get nothing. Well, what did those 40 goals do when they they were the worst one of the worst teams in the NHL this year? I'm terrified about what they would have been without him. And where they can be next year without him. I'm sick of being part of draft lotteries. Jeff yeah. Skinner gives me hope that they're not that. Skinner and Eichel on the ice together gives me hope. Bike riding, by the way, it's a good way to go. Exactly. Go ride a friggin' bike. Maybe preferably into the outer harbor. I don't know anymore. Christ. <laughs> I ride my bike to work on nice days. Very therapeutic. Oh, yeah. Keeps me sane. Exactly. It's a nice little way to get a light workout, you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing too strenuous, but at the same time, you're doing something for your body. And it's just a nice, peaceful thing. Absolutely. Dude, I will mm-hmm. I will get on my bike and I'll play Pokemon Go and I don't care. Judge me. It's, a good, way to, me. it's a good way to get your steps in without uh, having to walk. Yeah. Look, running for me was a punishment as a kid. 
You screwed up. Take a lap. Damn it. Bike riding? There's no punishment there. It's good old-fashioned I'm not. I'm not at the spot. NHL combine with some guy going, Go! Pedal! You think they do that? They do. They yell at these fellas? Oh, my God. Oh. They yell at these kids every year. So It's, wow. a, it's basically a meme. Yeah. By the way, I very quickly have moved on from Jerry Sullivan. That's fine. Which That's not everyone else should do. And I'm sorry that I had to say something, but th- sometimes this podcast is a therapy session for me. But yeah, they uh, they they're they're yelling at those players, telling them, <laughs> telling them, go, 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 push. Something like, something like that. Paul said that guy was actually like that guy was missing this year at the NHL Combine. Oh wow! So like they 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 didn't have that. Maybe he was sick. Maybe he was sick. Maybe his throat's dead. <laughs> could be. Yeah, no, like <laughs> just lost. Bike riding for me has never been a been a problem because I don't have some jackass yelling at me to push it and bike until I puke. I'm not at the gym hearing some guy just pedal on. <laughs> While in the background, I'm hearing someone else with weights going. What the hell are we going on about now? I feel like I've created a bit, and I don't know how to stop. Uh, We could talk about Eric Carlson and Taylor Hall. Some news coming down over the weekend. I think I just killed my throat. All right. (laughs) That was quick. Made it uh, 12 minutes. I'm not doing the the best of shape coming in today, but uh, if I keep going like this, I'm not going to talk on Thursday. We'll talk about those things in a second there, I guess, when we when we hop around the league with everything. Because obviously right now it starts and ends with, ah, oh crap, I'm going to yell again. Boston! Boston puts up a friggin' touchdown in game three. Thanks. God damn it, I would love to see a team that is not the Bruins win hockey games. Seeing as how there's only one of two options at this point, when the Blues go ahead and put up a dud like that, well, guess who wins? Boston! Crap! Yeah, I was here on Saturday night working the Bisons game at fifteen twenty. Uh, Boston's third goal is when I turned the TV off. Can they stop? Can St. Louis stop taking penalties? Craig Berube had an interesting quote about that, talking to um, a media member from St. Louis, saying that they were the least penalized team through the first three series, and now they are taking. An astronomical amount more, and he doesn't agree with all the officiating. Now, you just heard my bit. I only watched one period of Game 3. I know that four of seven of the Boston goals were power play variety. Four for four on they four They were four shots. for four. Yeah. Do you guys watch the rest of the game? Yes. How were, how were the calls? I had other obligations that night. They... I, had a, I had a game to work, so I didn't get – I was they, fed up. I saw like the third goal three, and it was over. Game three me. was a lot of things were getting called. Yeah. Game three was a lot of calls because what goes under the table was St. Louis was one for five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had it back. They had it back, yeah. but they were calling a lot for what would be a Stanley Cup Finals game. They're calling a lot, and it also doesn't help that the Bruins, their power play was already really good going in. So... That was going to be one of the things heading into the series. If St. Louis can stay out of the penalty box, they have a chance. But they're taking penalties. And they're losing games because of They've lost games one and three because they're taking penalties. Because if you take away, if they're not giving up power play goals, that's four of them right there. And then two of them are empty netters. That's six of the goals. That's one even strength goal that they are giving up in game three. They win two to one, if that's the case, and it would have been the same way in game one. They need to stay out of the penalty. The taking penalties has been the reason why they are losing. They outshot the Bruins in game three, and it's not like they're it's not like they're down and out now. They show that they can beat them. 
They just got to stay out of the penalty box. Yeah, that game was weird as all get out. It started all St. Louis for the period I watched. I think they may have had a six or seven, maybe in a, maybe even up to ten. Nothing shot advantage to start period one before Boston came back and tallied three. Um, I guess, has Ryan O'Reilly taken a penalty? That would be the true measure of, if they're calling everything. He has, but it's not like they're calling everything because I'm looking up the statistics on power play opportunities at – well, I looked at first at home. and O'Reilly has not taken a penalty in the series. Oh, I oh thought, so then I everything's fine. Okay, that's my bad. But I'm looking, I'm looking at the opportunities right now, the power play opportunities. I'm trying to break it down by per game. At home, they're on average – about one and a half, something like that. San Jose was getting an incredible amount of calls from what I saw. San Jose was the only team over two per game at home. Which that was be. incredibly inflated by the opening round. Yes, but. Games one and seven alone. I couldn't, I don't even want to imagine how many penalty minutes were happening in the Shark Tank. Right. So I'm looking at it right now. The team with the most pound, the most power play opportunities actually is the St. Louis Blues throughout the entire playoffs. 3.2 a game. Boston's third because they've played the third most amount of games. 3.2. San Jose is at 3.35. That's probably going to be your top percentage. So it's not like Boston is getting any sort of preferential treatment here. Carolina actually had a higher clip at 3.4. Yeah, so both teams are they're both teams are taking penalties. And it's been that way in the playoffs has been you know, both teams are getting power play opportunities. Yeah, it's looking like the it's percentages just be, are still it's the same. just the difference is is Boston's power play is way better. Boston's power play is just deadly. Yeah. It's <laughs> St. Louis taking penalties is the reason they lost games one and three. Wow. Because in game one, you take away the empty net goal. So it's a 3-2 game. But you take away the one power play goal Boston had. Two to, it's 2-2. Two, two. Who knows what happens after that? Mm-hmm. You want to know something really messed up, by the way? I would love to know. Because I'm looking at all these percentages now, and now I'm intrigued. There's a team that's eighth in total power play opportunities in the entire playoffs who played seven games. The Vegas Golden Knights. Huh. I didn't even get to guess. I'll let you guess what the number of power play opportunities per game was for them in seven games. For Vegas? Yes. And they were eighth? Eighth total. In just seven games. 2.7. My God. Power play opportunities per game. 4.4. Four. 4.14. 4.14. So they're getting four See, I, power plays a game. Yeah, I got it. I just yeah. guessed it. <laughs> I just guessed it. <laughs> but that's just wacky right there. So you're seeing, though, that Boston's not getting preferential treatment for anything. It's not like they can go ahead and... Like, you can really complain about it too much because St. Louis is still getting calls. San Jose was getting calls, you know, before that. Carolina was close to four power plays. Excuse me, Colorado was. Carolina was more on the three side. But then the Vegas Golden Knights had four per. Yeah, it's just Boston's power play is just deadly. St. Louis, their power play is not good. Boston on the road is 14 of 28. On the power play. That is almost as automatic as you can get. Oof. And just for good measure, they're only hitting at 25% at home. <laughs> you can't. You have to be more disciplined against Boston because they're going to make you pay. No wonder they won 4 for 4. They're all it's it's almost a guarantee at this point that they're gonna get a power play goal on the road per game. 
you can't and it's unfair that you have to make sure to limit that as much as possible because they're that automatic but hey it's what it is sometimes game's not fair you need to play more disciplined than usual yeah Also, it may be because they've played the most games, but St. Louis has also allowed the most shorthanded goals on the power play. But yeah, you've got to be able to do better. And it's just because of the fact that they're that good right now at what they're doing, especially on the road. On the other side of things, St. Louis on the road on the power play, Three for 36. One for 12. You're looking like an 8.7% clip. 8.3. That's the exact math on it. Pretty good, though. That's good, yeah. What the hell? I thought we tried to get away from bad math radio. And here we are doing more numbers. Welcome to the Leftovers Bad Math Radio Podcast. (laughs) I'm Professor Derek Kramer. That's teaching assistant Frank R. Curry. And over here is uh, the Dean, Kyle Powell. Wow. Ooh. I am in on this. You just <laughs> you just did math on percentages in your head that was 0.4 off. I'm just going to give you that. I it's appreciate the, that. I liked math. You're Dr. Kyle Powell. Wow. Ooh, doctor. You're Dr. Kyle Powell. Count me in. I'll be back for another one Frank's of these. Frank's a stupid TA. Yes. He doesn't care about anything. No. <laughs> but, yeah, no. This is becoming one of those things where the Blues, you, you just have to be that much more disciplined. Because when you look at all the numbers and you actually try to crunch them really hard here, it's just wacky. There's only one team that has a better better percentage on the road on the power play. And that's because they played two games on the road and got one call on the power play. That was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oof. <laughs> they scored one goal on one chance on the power play and it didn't matter. Ah, <laughs> you nerds. Well, pivotal game for tonight. Yes, please. Most definitely. Please, St. Louis, even this damn thing up. Come on. At the very least, give me seven games of my misery. If you guys are really going to just make me freak out the whole time, well, you might as well extend my misery. Yes, we are all here for that. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. You are welcome. Says the dean. Whose call was that? <laughs> Whose idea was that? Yours. Shut up, Frank. <laughs> you can fire him, you know. He's just a TA. Yeah, what are you saying anything for? I can fire him. I am the dean. Why did, what did I do? <laughs> I just gave him ego for free. Here, have your free ego. Thank you. Here it is. I appreciate that. It comes in one voucher of a milkshake. And clout. And clout. Sure. The milkshake does not taste like clout. What would clout taste like? A cloud, probably. Okay. What would a cloud taste like? Water? Use your imagination. I'm trying to be all scientific. Water? All right, things happen. There's a lot of things, actually, that's happened since we last sat here. You guys sat here. There's a lot of things that have happened since you last sat here. Yeah, a lot of things happened. You missed one episode, and things kind of catch up on you. Well, that's fine. I'm looking back through my notifications from the week. We had something on Friday about the Kings and Patrick Marlowe. Oh, yes, because the geriatric Kings need to get older. And, man, Luke Robitaille's got a problem. Uh, Yes, the Kings who still think they can compete. It's not about that. If you want to try to get a big piece to compete, that's fine. Does he have to be over 35? Does he really have to be over over 35 years old? Of course not. For the Kings, yes. He does. Because it's the LA Kings, and there's no other way about it. You're either old, or you're useless, or you're Andre Kopitar. That's it. That's the L.A. Kings. What about the draft pick they bring in? Well, that person's suddenly going to turn 32. 
when he steps in the building. It's going to be actually pretty damn impressive. <laughs> a scientific wonder. The LA Kings are currently a black hole. Okay, carry on next. Sure. Um, Eric Carlson. Sportsnet said his decision is coming soon as of Saturday, which confused me upon reading it. Didn't do a lot of diving, but I just remember a week or so ago he tweeted out what looked to be a thank you to yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, his tweet kind of seemed like a farewell. And now the latest report that I saw on Saturday was that he's taking a long, hard look at staying with the Sharks and could decide within the next week. I mean, everyone thought that same process with the Vander Kane. Everyone's like, ah, oh, he's probably taking off. And then yeah, he stays. He hits free agency. So you can only get a seven-year deal, but he ends up with the Sharks. Well, Kane, I think Kane could have signed an eight-year. Oh, okay. Because it's once it's July first. Because mm-hmm. Kane signed his extension in May. Oh, right. So Carlson, I believe, can do this. Carlson will be able to do the same thing, sign an eight-year if he wants to. We'll see. We'll see with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're the Sharks, you definitely are. You definitely want to do everything you can to keep them. I just wonder how much is this going to affect the futures of guys like Thornton and Pavelski. Thornton, this might have been his last ride, but he might want to play one more year. Yeah, for one more stab, and who knows if if he might even be with the Sharks. He's going to have to take a pay cut to a massive pay cut to do it. He took one this year, but it was like he went from like I think 8 million to 5. He may have to go from like 5 to 2. Mhm. And then who knows what who knows with Pavelski. Yeah. The nice thing is that the Sharks do have money they can they they can spend this year. They have over twenty million dollars in cap space. The problem, they have a couple RFAs that they need that they would really want to bring back in Timu Meyer and Kevin LeBanc. Yeah, they've got some they've got some issues they need to work out. But Eric Carlson looking into. Sticking around could mean some interesting good news for the uh, for the San Jose Sharks. But then there's also some bad news for a different team on the other coast, potentially. Yeah. Taylor Hall, huh? Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Do you think TSN's trade bait list updates with this news? Yes. Do you think he becomes number one top dog now that they know that with one year left on his contract, people could be calling Ray Shiro. Even with I don't think so, at least not right now. And for those that don't know, the report is that uh, there could be, a, for, for lack of a better word here. Taylor Hall may not be interested in re-signing Yeah, the with two the could Devils. be looking at a divorce here. Why don't you think he would go right to the top of the list? He's got a $6 million I'm not saying he wouldn't go. I'm not Wait, saying he what? Yeah, he's, it's $6 million. Trade him the rights to Jeff Skinner. Let's go. Here's the thing. So here's Six million dollars. So here's a, so for one year. For then, one year, and then and you then pay him that money. Whatever. Extension. I like Jeff Skinner. Here, but damn. I'm not saying that Taylor Hall on the list wouldn't be number one. He would absolutely be go to number one. I'm saying is I don't think he he should go on the list right now, at all. I think this. I think it's something where he goes on. He would go on that kind of list around when the season starts. Because you just because right now that mindset could easily change in like a month for Taylor Hall. Yeah, why give him the option then? Put him on the list now. I, if I was a team, I wouldn't be making a trade for him in the season. You want as much of Taylor Hall as possible. Oh, of course, of course. I'm saying is Taylor Hall's, Taylor Hall's mindset right now is he might not be interested in resigning with the Devils because he doesn't know the direction they're going. Well, that could, like I said, that could easily change next month. They're getting Jack Hughes. They're gonna have they have the number one pick. And they've got money to spend. If he sees that they're commit that they are committed to making this team better and competing for a playoff spot next year, that can easily change change a player's mind. He want, he's gonna want to be a part of that. He knows that Jack Hughes is coming. What else are they gonna do? Because the Devils got a lot, got other questions. They have so many saber like issues when you look at it. Yeah. It's Taylor Hall. 
and then a drop off. Yeah. And then what? I mean, Damon Severson. I mean, well, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be Taylor Hall, Andy Green, Jack Hughes, one of the most random captains in the NHL right now. Yeah. I mean, but it's going to end up being Taylor Hall then Jack Hughes. Nico Hishier's still and then a Nico really Hishier, good player. And then garbage. It stinks too because he broke out last year in, in a minor way, but had that injury to deterred him a little bit. Yeah. He's yeah. sure Patrick. And got, I feel like see, had like good the Devils have some interesting pieces with after Taylor Hall with Heeshear with Kyle Palmieri, who's been really good for them, and even guys like uh, even some like depth guys like Miles Wood and Blake Coleman. But it's like, and even Jesper Bratt too. But it's like after that, they really don't have much. I think so. It's like that's two that's two lines worth of players right there. They still need to fill out another two lines. So that that's I think where the why the report is coming out there. But if the Devils make some moves this off season, they they need a number one defenseman too. Then that then the, Taylor uh, then easily Taylor Hall is gonna be like, oh, you you're making these moves and you are committed to winning. Okay, I want to be here. Hall, hear me out. Ristolainen, the deal is one for one. Can you look at me? <laughs> Just keep it every time he moves in his career. That has the deal to be the, is one that's for the one. standard right now. Yeah. I'm too proud of you to have any sort of snarky remark right now. Okay, thank you. Good. That was just good. That was great. That was great. Fire Tim Murray. That was great. Like I can't, I can't say anything else other than on National Donut Day, thank you for that contribution. I'm happy to be here. Because I'm realizing it's National Donut Day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Which now I have to ask a dumb question. Okay. Not a dumb question. It's just dumb for a sports podcast. But then I realized we spent half of a podcast one time talking about video games entirely. Best donut. That was the hardest I had to think. Well, guess what? Now we're going to have to go again because best donut time. What is your favorite donut, Frank? Uh, Maple dip. Ooh, I respect that decision. I don't eat a lot of donuts these days. I think I just like the OG with a little bit of chocolate glaze on the top. So your simple man, simple pleasures. Yeah, your simple donuts. The more Jimmys and fruits and glazes you got on that dip. thing, it's just tough to get through. I do love that maple dip, though. Yeah, you, know, you go to the cider mill, you go get yeah. that maple donut. Oh yeah, yeah, that's got to happen again. Fall's got to come back. Fall's elite because <laughs> the cider mill's open and you can get cider and donuts with donuts made from cider. And oh yeah, yeah. Have you ever gotten donuts from the cider mill? Hmm. Oh, dude, yes. Yes. I'm like, that. that is everything and more. So is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. Like, Frank talking about that maple dip, I'm just like, yeah, dude, I am. I think somebody wants I'm to go get I'm pseudo-Canadian enough to accept that maple dip is a fantastic donut. Somebody wants to go, uh, go get a maple dip donut now. I'm, I'm not going to confirm nor deny this. So, Yeah. National Donut Day. And as it was once said, by Brock in Pokemon when he was holding not donuts, jelly donuts are great. Jelly filled (laughs) are my favorite. (laughs) That picture will never get old for me. Ever. (laughs) So, there you go. I just I just needed to pointlessly throw out some donut things real quick there, because donuts are awesome. And so are you for listening for a couple of minutes about donuts. 
All right. We have a rarity here, guys. We actually get to talk about something football-related. What? We do? Yes. What happened? What's going on? I hope you're playing dumb. Frank, is he playing dumb? I need your help here. I can't figure. I can't read you. I can't tell. I can't read you right now. I don't know if you're I just think being he's a smartass. Ju- we should or- play poker sometime. No. Because that probably tells me he is messing with me. <laughs> he's totally messing. I can see the grin. I saw the grin. Frick you. It's the best I'm going with here. Butthole. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, you will. All right. Yeah, you will. So, it's nothing about the actual team, of course, for those of you that are actually living under a rock. Rocks are fine, just not great places to live. But now there is talk about, not talk, it's more of like a veiled threat from Roger Goodell about the Bills getting a new stadium because they need it to remain competitive. Ah, yes. Yes, that's ah, right. the stadium is I the forgot reason. that the stadium is the reason that the Patriots are fantastic. I'm pretty sure if the Patriots hosted their games at a high school stadium, they'd still go 14-2 and two somehow. Because Basically, Roger Goodell subscribes to the fact that if your child has a $400 bat, yeah. they will hit homers. Yeah. If you buy your kid these $600 skates, they will skate faster. And to which I have to say, hey, Raj, don't lie. If you want to be a greedy, terrible person with your money-hungry league that always wants more money for the money, just say it. You don't need to BS anyone here. And then put your little veiled threat of relocation in there. Do Do you know how stupid you sound? Probably not, because you're uh, busy trying to uh, get the wax out of your ear with a dollar bill. Oh, wait, no, it's the NFL. $100 bill. He's using to try to clean his ears. Where in the hell do you get off saying they need it to be able to be more competitive? Do you think people are really that stupid? And if you are, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, we need a new stadium so that we can compete more with the NFL. What? What the fuck? I can't words. You broke me. That logic breaks me. For people that I would actually think that we need a new stadium so we can be more competitive. How dumb is that? How dumb does that make you sound? Very, very. That, that is the answer. I'll actually just say it for you. I'm not even going to try to... Be all thoughtful here. This just looks dumb. If the Bills want a new stadium, they should just want it for their own rights, their own reasons, not because the NFL is mandating that they make more money. Oh, and by the way, it's got to be paid for by the fans entirely or almost. Yeah, let's go ahead and hamstring this freaking town to paying for a stadium that may not be wholly necessary. And you're going to try to threaten us slightly with this relocation. Where the hell are you going to put them? Even if the Pagoulas wanted to go ahead and take the bills and move them, which they probably won't, because of the minute that happens, nobody ever pays a dime to the Sabres anymore. Uh-huh. That'd be a PR nightmare. And then a city would be like, hang on, i got to take the Sabres too? Dude, no. Come on. That's a joke about them being bad. I wish they wouldn't. But if you want to give me that veiled threat, where the hell are you putting them? Jacksonville's cozy enough with London right now that they're my favorite to go there. What are you going to do? Put them in Toronto? Where nobody goes to watch football games? They got two teams already in LA. You've got your LA move. This was more terrifying of a threat 
when we didn't have the Pagulas, when the owner died, and there were no teams in L.A. So why don't you go ahead and rethink your little stupid strategy there of saying something that really, really doesn't make any sense. Someone else go. Let your rage be heard. One of you two get angry. I'm sorry. I'm. Why do I always got to be the emotional one? Don't look at me. It's just a. It's just a bad take. You two both looked at each other with the same stupid smile. It's, what I am mean, I doing here with my life? I mean, it's just a bad take. That's all what it is. And then it's made even worse because Pro Football Talk on Twitter said, "Oh yeah, let's go ahead, Florio. Go ahead and just pander to the league here with." And I quote, I have it actually up. The drums are getting louder, Buffalo. The message from the league is clear. Pay for all or new part of a stadium or else the bills will eventually move. <laughs> so now you're stupider than you do. <laughs> like, my head might explode. Now that I want to see. <laughs> Bitch, you might. <laughs> It's <laughs> And who the hell are you to threaten us? The Pagula. Your pro football talk for NBC Sports. There is a zero. You have no authority. There is. You're not even out of the fucking network. See this? <laughs> you hear this? The Bagulas own the Bills. Kyle wants to go sit in the goddamn <laughs> corner right now because I'm going. Oh, oh wow! I, I'm I'm off the I'm off the rails right now. I need to calm down. <laughs> like this is actually kind of the Bagulas are not going to relocate the team. No, they're not. And for you to go ahead and put this stupid thing out there, like that's actually a believable threat. Yeah. They own the Bills. They own the Sabers. They own the bandits. They own the Americans. They used to own the Buttes. They bought the team to stop them from moving! (laughs) Yeah? Ah! Ah! Am I going to have to shut this thing down again? Use facts, dummies! You are the dean. You might. <laughs> All right, and I'm back. There we go. All I needed was a dumb joke. That's why I was kind of asking one of you to just, like, kind of take the wheel there so that I wouldn't literally be jumping out of my chair. That actually happened. Well, it's tough to take the wheel because I just saw it as noise. It's just it's exactly what it is. It's yeah. just noise. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, I just, I'm, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna take anything like that seriously. I'm not taking it seriously, as you can clearly tell. But I'm not gonna. I'm yelling at the stupidity and the absurdity of you even daring oh, to put that threat out there. Oh, that's and that that's, but that's the difference. Like, I, I see it as the same way. I not take it as seriously, and I see it as just that's just a really stupid take. I'm not gonna have a voice Thursday. I can already. But feel I'm it. not. But at the same time, though, I'm not gonna react the same way that you did. Because it's dumb. I'm just like, you're just really dumb. What? What is that supposed to mean? Didn't you just say you get too emotional? <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. Yeah, how'd that work out? You two out? just look at each other like... <laughs> yeah, and that, wor- and that yeah, worked out. Look at uh, this dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You two much. pander to this and you know it. Don't admit that you don't. Don't deny me here. Just say it. You like seeing me go ahead and just become <laughs> Jojo the Idiot Circus Clown. And I hate clowns. That's clowns it. are the worst. They are the worst. Are they not? They are Like, pretty. actually the worst. How are they entertaining? So, uh... Even for a three-year-old, gonna, how are they entertaining? So, are we going to go see the new It movie when it comes out? I hate you. Actually, I saw that movie. That that was fine. That I was still f- hate you. I think it's more mascots that scare. That's me him playing to me. He wants me to go ahead and go off now about freaking clowns. 
So he's trying I to I just wanted to go see a clown movie. He knows I'm still pent up here with some sort of anger and emotion, and he's going ahead and trying me here. I know this. You're baiting me. <laughs> he's the master at this baiting technique. <laughs> he won't go see it. No. He won't do it. It really wasn't that bad. I don't care. Clowns are still the worst. Not only are they actually terrifying and creepy, how are they entertaining? What kind of joy does a clown bring? Thanks, you made me a balloon animal. It's going to pop and stuff, or it'll deflate in four hours. Thank you? So that's the mentality you took into kids' parties when you were a child? No, because... I don't want this balloon animal because in four hours I will be sullen when I see it sink to the ground? No! (laughs) If there was a clown at a kid's birthday party when I'm a child, I'm running away! That was me. That was my mentality with clowns as a kid. See, it was that and it was mascots for me. I remember... (laughs) I have a... Here I am... (laughs) Letting out my fears about clowns, and I just laugh at him for mascots. I have such a, a terrible person. No, I have a story from when I was like five or six. The Camden River Sharks used to play um, as part of an independent league, like 15, 20 minutes from where I used to live in New Jersey. And we used to go there a lot because it was cheaper than Phillies games. And it was a nice place to take me and my brother when we were young. Cause yeah. Kids we taking a baseball game. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. It's not worth spending the money Bisons on a Phillies game. Bisons are a great price-friendly thing to go do with the kids like, we didn't know what the hell was going on quite exactly. yet so sure let's go with the ten dollar river sharks tickets but they had a sh- they were sharks so they had a pretty intimidating mascot and every game we go there i was always marveled because in the sixth or seventh inning they would pick a child out of the stands and they would race the shark around the field yeah and i think in my heart of hearts i always wanted to be that child but when I had the opportunity and I realized I had to be on the same field as this giant menacing shark, <laughs> somebody asked me to race the shark. And I think I think I lied and said I didn't want to get my shoes dirty, but inside I was very Dude, frightened. you should have used that fear. You probably would have been able to take off, man. <laughs> they wouldn't have even had to pull the shark back. I would have no, actually been No, you would have just been gone. Like, scouts would have actually been, like, at that game going, yo, that kid's fast. That kid can run. That kid can wheel. Maybe we might need him. You might have blown a professional opportunity there, Kyle. I was scared out of my pants. Embrace your fears. No, I'm kidding. I will never embrace my fears because if I ever were to hug a clown, that would be the death of me. Don't embrace your fears. Run away from them forever. (laughs) Great advice. (laughs) This show has gone way too many different directions today. So let's at least stay with baseball here. Off season. <laughs> with the three ups, three downs, with Kyle Powell. Ooh. Now the question remains, do so we want to stick with the good or the bad first? We've been We're on a talking bit of a about running here. away from shark mascots and clowns, so I think we should just go with the down here. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I was, I've been screaming all day. We have to end this on a positive note. Okay. Simons, close your ears, please. <laughs> Simon says, close your ears. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Down at number one. Yeah. I was scratching and clawing for a couple of bad storylines to go with this week. So, naturally, what do you do? You go with the easy target sometimes, and it's – been the Mets for a long time. I wanted to pinpoint on their road record. They started the season a very promising 5-1 and one away. That's just six games. Exactly. But since then, bigger sample size, that was through April 3rd. They had a homestand from the 4th to the 10th. From the 11th of April until now, they are 8-21 and 21 away from City Field. So, Mets, there you go. That sums it up. Mets, what else is new? Exactly, basically. Down number two, uh, Danny Jansen. Oh, no, the former Bison. Yeah, yeah, it's been two months now. I I had to talk about it. I had to. He's got a negative war through just about 150 plate appearances for the Jays. He's hitting 167, two homers, 11 RBI. OPS on base percentage plus slugging at just 500 even. It's been tough sledding. 
for Jansen. This is his first year with the majority of at-bats as the team's primary backstop. Uh, I don't know if the pressure of handling an entire pitching staff is getting to him or if he's just putting a lot of pressure on himself at the dish, but it's been tough to watch. Um, this is a guy who was a touted prospect the last few years, hit a home run in the Futures game last year in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to not talk about him for the first few weeks when he was struggling because I thought he'd break out, but it's not a sample size anymore. And um, I wonder what the future is going to mean for him. I mean, there's no, there's no worry this year in Toronto. They're not going to be a competitive team, and they haven't been, so – they may just let him ride the season with the growing pains. But, yeah, not the easiest of first full seasons for Danny Jansen. Wish better for him as the season progresses. And down number three, this is interesting. Pulled this one together right before we started recording. The Red Sox. Is this a true World Series hangover, or, or are they just not good? Oh, I helped with this. A little bit, yeah. So, I was looking at baseball reference at some – deeper stats and I, yeah, looked, I started you on this rabbit hole because I was mentioning that Chris Sale is what one in seven yeah and I was looking at, I helped with baseball things there you go look Three, at you hey, hey come I'm on. proud of you yeah. so never been more proud in my life I was looking at a stat which it's simple enough to figure out what the stat's about it's a team's record against opponents who are 500 or better mm-hmm. Boston has eight wins this season against opponents who are 500 or better. That Uh. is as many wins against teams 500 or better that the Toronto Blue Jays, the Baltimore Orioles, the Detroit Tigers, the Oakland Athletics, the Seattle Mariners, and, yes, the the Miami Marlins all have against teams 500 or better. So you're talking about the reigning World Series champ mixed in with six current cellar dwellers, the best record of those six teams being the Oakland A's. Hmm. Who is 29 and 30. Who are just right. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Eight was the magic number. They were just ahead of teams like Chicago and – I can't remember the other one. Somebody had five wins against teams above 500, but eight was appearing a lot, and it was not friendly company, as you heard. Weird, right? Yeah. Very. Ups. All right. All right. You ready ready for the ups? Yes. How about Max Scherzer and Adam Wainwright turning back the clocks yesterday? Scherzer, 34 years old. We've mentioned Scherzer on the three ups and three downs. Part of the downs. Yes. Yes. He's uh, he's back on the up. He is on the up. He's actually getting some help. Yeah, he didn't need help yesterday. Scherzer, 34. <laughs> Adam Wainwright, 37. As I said, turning back the clocks. Each of them tossed eight innings yesterday. Scherzer against the Reds. Wainwright against the rival Cubs. Each throwing 120-plus pitches. Dang. How often do you see that this year? I didn't look it up, but not a lot. Take my word for it. You barely get to 100 these days. 120 pitches. Scherzer, 120 flat. Wainwright, 126. Wow. Whew. Each in wins. 15 strikeouts for Max Scherzer. Oh. Oh, have a game. Have a game, absolutely. Sounds just normal for him, though. In theory, right, yeah. Up number two. Hey, you'll like this one. Nolan Arenado. He is completely shaken off a very slow start to the season. He's fresh off a month of May where he hit over 400 for the calendar month. And he is on pace for career highs in homers at 45 and runs batted in at 146. He is currently hitting 345, which is second in the NL to only Cody Bellinger at 376. Naranato and the Rockies were part of a down in April when it took, holy cow, like two weeks or more. Kyle's got some golden touch. For Arenado to you're homer. You're on the down and... Maybe you can end That's up on, cool. on the up. And up number three. Guy There's you may hope not- for you, Simons. Uh, there you go. <laughs> up number three. The child of a former Major League Baseball player. Formerly known as Raul Mondesi Jr. And Alberto Mondesi now. Kansas City Royals middle infielder. Uh, a couple of stats for him which are very interesting. Eight triples this year, which is 
more than 14 MLB teams can say they have combined on their entire roster. And Adalberto Mondesi, as we head into the first week of June, is on pace for 58 steals and 115 runs batted in this season. That would be the first 50 stolen base, 100 RBI campaign since 1990. A guy by the name of Barry Bonds accomplished that Pete. Oh, Pete accomplished that feat for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was pretty good. He's solid. Yeah. He was a normal human back then, though, before he ate his Wheaties every morning and and drank know, his juice. Drank his juice and make mm-hmm. sure to start his day with a well-balanced breakfast. And did all of the push-ups, sit-ups, and crunches. And then end the day with a glass of warm milk. Nice warm milk. <laughs> Ew. Never did that. Never no. did that as a kid. Thankful for it. Gross, man. I cold never milk said, is wonderful I never, enough. Yeah, it's cold milk. I it's got to be my, cold milk. Drank my fair share of calcium growing up. I don't need it microwaved. And yet you didn't try to run from a shark. <laughs> Dude. Man, golden opportunity wasted, man. I, well, you yeah, been, we'll never You know. could have been called Kid Flash and everything, man. Yeah. It's all about the kicks, man. Kick game. Too strong, I guess, at a very young age. Although I was tremoring inside. I mean, I get it. Clowns are terrible. So... Like, even now, if I go to, like, the Erie County Fair or whatever, and I see a clown, I walk away. I divert my path entirely. I can't do it. I cannot. I just, I cannot. It's a very irrational fear at this point. I will go out of my way. I will walk into a tree purposely to avoid a clown. What's, What's the gain from that? To avoid the clown. What if you cause a scene and the clown comes to your aid? I'm not walking into a tree purposely. You just said you were you you will purposely walk into a tree to avoid the clown. What if the clown sees you and he happens to be great at saving lives? What if he if I what am, if he is CPR certified? If I am actually having a problem by and you wake a up damn and the tree, first thing you see for returning to consciousness is. Oh I probably God, a have a heart attack and I'm life. back out of consciousness. Now you're gonna make it do it, do it again. That's, that's <laughs> oh, and I'm the asshole, right? <laughs> that's quite a burden you're putting on a clown. <laughs> well, if the clown does CPR, what the hell is he doing being a clown? People have go weird save fa- lives instead. You he might. Jerk. Maybe it's a day job. What do you? Uh, who are you to judge the clown? <laughs> it's a day- Who's moonlighting? The clown's a, a volu- clown. The clown's a volunteer firefighter. Yeah, who's to say? We know. I mean, there used to be a professional clown wrestler. Exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm actually getting chills. His name was Bozo the Clown. Like, actually visualizing a clown, I actually get chills. It's, like I said, it's irrational. And I understand that. Frank, you will get punched with the phone. I'm not looking your way. I'm just looking away from you. Frank Kyle, has Kyle, meet Bolzo the Clown when he was in the WWE. <laughs> Frank, meet whatever I'm going to throw at you. I don't have anything yet. <laughs> Paper towel. Okay. There you go. Yes, that childish action just happened on the Leftovers podcast. It has been a very loud, crazy, yes, a little all over the place. And for good measure, we brought back some bad math radio. And of course, we ended up about talking about clowns again, twice in the same episode. Would you like to? Not a bad time in the in. Would in you the like day, to do the honors, Kyle? Seeing as how you just love doing this now. Just another day in the life of a dog food company. <laughs> what? I'm clearly missing something here. It's it's it's, it's the office. 
Ah, right. Yes, I, I, I knew I was missing something. Here. Yes, yeah, it's okay. You can't uh, win them all. This has been a wonderful episode of the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And Kyle Powell. I'm surprised you didn't try to take over. No. No, it's a new month. You weren't oh, feeling it? Just... You just weren't feeling it. Maybe another we day. We gave you the credentials as being the dean of Bad Math Radio, and you didn't have the, you didn't take it. No, I can't abuse those abilities quite yet. I I feel like we gave you. You had a prime opportunity. You missed it here. Well, it wouldn't be the first time I missed a prime opportunity. Kind of like how the Sabres ah. missed. Oh yeah, that's right. Shark. 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 Yeah. Thanks for listening. Back on Thursday. We'll see if my voice recovers. Ow! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.